0: Wrapping up another week with you with this slightly delayed edition of the episode. I gave you, I gave you two yesterday. So, took my time, sat down, watched the weekend games, because I, I figured I'd have some stuff to talk about with those games against Tampa Bay. I wasn't wrong. Let's say that. Um, so, yeah. I I am going to discuss what uh, we learned from the past couple games against the Rays, but I wanted to start this episode as I promised back when I recorded that episode on Friday that ended up being delayed because my computer being its charming self and just not letting things happen. It's all right. We've made up by now. It's fine. It's letting me record this. Um, But that was the potential end to the Toronto Blue Jays career of Anthony Alford, because Anthony was designated for assignment uh, in order to get Trent Thornton uh, on the roster for the Thursday doubleheader against Philadelphia, which that's proving to be a very fruitful decision by the Blue Jays to bring Trent Thornton off. Um but yeah, it um Alfred was kind of the last link to those playoff teams. Um and I know it's very tangentially related, but there literally is no one on the major league roster who was on the team when they last played in the playoffs now. Um, Alford was the longest tenured Blue Jay. That now goes to Teoscar Hernandez or Ryan Barucki, depending on what metric you use. But either way, it's not uh, it's not a very long tenure for either of those gentlemen. So, what went wrong with Anthony Alford? Because I mean, for years, Anthony Alford was thought of as the Blue Jays' best prospect coming up through the system. He was a guy who could play center field, had speed to burn, um his defense was great, and his bat made enough contact. He was he was thought of as a potential five tool player. Sadly, it turns out the hammer that we thought he had was one of those like little kids hammers that they used to knock the knock the pegs through the thing, and then they flip it over and laugh and are thoroughly entertained for two hours, which I can't understand. But, yeah, as as Alfred worked his way up, um, you know, you, you had hopes that he was going to turn out to be a guy um, like an Adam Eaton, uh, a guy who, you know, may not have the best bat but does enough to get on base play stellar defense and, you know, be a contributor to a team that is pushing for the playoffs. And that never materialized. He he has the same problems that Billy Hamilton had in Cincinnati or Malik Smith in Atlanta, Tampa Bay and Seattle. He just could not hit major league pitching enough to actually stick around and I can hear the Blue Jays fans in the audience being like well Brandon Drury can't hit MLB pitching either and he sticks around yeah yes he does for now but that's the other thing the Blue Jays really value versatility right now and Anthony Alford wasn't very versatile He had specific roles that he could do. He could play outfield, center field, maybe left field, if you wanted to give it to him. He could run. He could steal your bases. And that's it. And with the Blue Jays basically having settled on their outfield right now, because... I don't know if you noticed, but Teoscar Hernandez is kind of going off this year and doing exactly what he needed to do to, you know, just yank this job out of the hands of Derek Fisher and Anthony Alford. And, yeah, he became very expendable in that way. But, in the end, I don't actually blame Anthony Alford for losing his job with the Blue Jays. Because... If you look at the stats that Anthony Alford put up this season, they weren't terrible. Like, I like I said, didn't have Brandon Drury's batting average, although Drury has raised it up a fair bit in the last couple days. But yeah, he was batting 188. Which sadly is the best batting average he's put up in the major leagues. Better than his career average of 155. Had the home run, um, scored three runs, had three RBIs, and three stolen bases in 13 games. So, really, not bad. But he definitely wasn't getting the playing time necessary. To justify that, and then the true culprit for why Alfred was eliminated from the Blue Jays roster, uh, the starting pitching, because the Blue Jays haven't gotten any of it lately outside of Hyunjin Ryu. Hyunjin Ryu's been very good. The rest of the team has not. We're gonna talk about that in a moment, but I just wanted to talk very quickly. About one of the best sponsors that a podcast could ask for, that would be Built Bar. Built Bar is great. It's the protein bar that tastes like a chocolate bar, which makes me feel a lot better about like eating it and being like, oh, it's so good, because it's coated in 100% chocolate and still is under 170 calories in a bunch of great flavors. They have classics like peanut butter, salted caramel, toffee almond, and German chocolate. And the new ones like caramel brownie, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp. And all of them are really good. So they're, they're soft. They melt in your mouth. They're, they can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in that delicious treat. And if you go to the website right now at and use that promo code locked on. You'll get ten percent off your next order. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Go to BoatBar.com, use that promo code locked on, get $10 off your order and get a bunch of tasty protein bars coated in chocolate delivered to your door and enjoy them. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so the Blue Jays got enough of a starting performance on Saturday from Hyunjin Ryu to win that game. Sadly, the offense ran into its Achilles heel, a pitcher that is either a journeyman or a rookie. They couldn't do anything off Aaron Slager's. And they let that battered Tampa Bay bullpen just basically shut them down and force the game into extras, which, of course, they are going to lose in extras. But the real blow came from Trent Thornton bowing out of today's game after just one inning lasted the one frame, and then had the same elbow inflammation that put him on the IL in the first place. Which makes me think maybe, just maybe, yeah, kind of leave him on the IL for the rest of this. Because the Blue Jays do have a plethora of options to start games. They have them on the team right now even with Nate Pearson and Matt Shoemaker joining Trent Thornton on the injured list. Still have Hyunjin Ryu. Still have Tanner Roark, for whatever that's worth. Still have Chase Anderson. And you have all the guys in the bullpen. Ryan Barucki, Thomas Hatch, Shun Yamaguchi. You have guys at the alternate training site like Patrick Murphy and Joey Murray. I've seen Simeon Woods Richardson thrown around, but... Come on, guys. Dude's not even 20. Can't even have a celebratory drink. Just ease off on him, all right? Let him let him develop at his own pace. Don't need to rush him. But there are a lot of options to fill that role. But they need to know that they are filling that role. It can't just be, oh, yeah, Trent can only go an inning today, so we better get some guys up. And you can see the toll it's starting to take on the relievers because this workload that they've had is just unsustainable. And they're, it's not like they're getting days off the rest. The Blue Jays don't have an off day until September 10th because they got four of them when the Philly series was canceled because of COVID concerns. And instead, you have guys just trying to stretch it out a bit and... They've been fortunate with some of them. Julian Merriweather has been exactly what the Blue Jays have needed. Another guy who can go back there, who stretched out as a starter, who theoretically could step into the rotation, but right now in a limited role is just blowing guys away with that mid-90s heat because none of these batters are ready for it. They're, they're seeing the soft 92-91 stuff. It's why guys like Jordan Romano have been so successful. But, again, the offense couldn't do anything against that raised bullpen. They got one run off the guy who was designated for assignment to- today, Sean Martin. But Peter Fairbanks remains a mystery. John Curtis remains a mystery. They had Anthony Banda out there in extra innings and couldn't do a dang thing off him. And then... Today, you saw what's going to start happening to this bullpen the more and more it gets worked, and that is they're not going to be able to handle it. Ryan Barucky went out there, faced a majority lefty lineup, couldn't do anything, gave up two hits and a run in two and a third inning or two thirds of an inning. And you know, Jacob Waggisback went out there he gave up the hits and then Sam Gavilio came in to finish that one off. And and that's where we're at with this Blue Jays bullpen. And you see it on the other side as well with the Rays. The only thing is um the Rays know what they're they're doing when they get five innings from their starter. And again, r- random rookie Josh Fleming out of Webster University of St. Louis, a college with a made-up mascot, because in the olden days, someone thought it'd be cool to have something with the paws of a cheetah and the horns of a buffalo. That's, That's the kind of imagination you have when you're in the 1900s. Like, I mean the decade, the 1900s, and have nothing better to do with your time. He gave up four hits in five innings. Walked two batters. One of them was the moonshot to Teoscar. But still, Blue Jays could not press the advantage on a pitcher making his major league debut. They faced John Curtis again for an inning and two thirds. Couldn't do a thing with him. And they couldn't bail out their pitching staff when the pitching staff had an off day. And there are gonna be more off days. If Jacob back has to pitch more innings, if Sam Gavilio has to pitch more innings, there are going to be more off days. And it's not like they're they're gonna get help on the waiver wire either. There's been like one waiver claim the past week. I I went through that to see if Alfred had a high chance of being claimed only been one claim and that's been andrew triggs by boston because boston needs anyone to throw out there who might be able to give them three innings that's why they have zach godley but that bullpen that has been so reliable for the blue jays and was electric during that win streak is already starting to show the cracks now Barucki's been struggling with his command. is not able to put away batters. That one at-bat he had against Austin Meadows made, made me, like, just hold my head in frustration because he gets up on him 0-2 oh, and then starts nibbling like he doesn't trust his own stuff. He doesn't trust himself to put him away. Julian Merriweather needs to go have a talk with the rest of that bullpen about relying on what you have, using it, And just putting batters out. Stop trying to get the call. Stop trying to get the chase like that. If you don't have a wipeout pitch like Ken Giles' slider or Jordan Romano's slider or Julian Merriweather's fastball up and in, stop trying to force the issue. Stop nibbling around the plate. Just make your pitch in the zone. And the batter won't know what to do with it half the time. Austin Meadows knew he was getting a 3-2 pitch over the plate. You can be a lot more creative when you're up 0-2 as opposed to 3-2. Because then the batter can start honing in. And it's going to be like this for a little bit. Until Tanner Roark can start giving five innings on a consistent basis. Until Chase Anderson can give five innings on a consistent basis. Until these starters can actually go deep into a game. Deep enough to qualify for a quality start. This is going to be the new reality. Of watching that bullpen struggle to keep it under wraps. Because they're good. But they're not freaking miracle workers in that bullpen. Saw that today. And because it's not a miracle worker, that's why Anthony Alford's not here, and it's just a three-man bench. And the Blue Jays exhausted all three options by the seventh inning. This is the reality the Blue Jays find themselves in, and until they start getting actual innings out of their starters, it's going to be the reality that faces them for a while. And more and more arms are going to hit the IL, just like Tampa Bay. And it's not going to be pretty. Have to hope the rest of the team can pick them up. I know that's kind of a down note to end this week on, but they did just lose back-to-back games to Tampa Bay. Um, we will be back tomorrow, probably after that game, to just kind of recap the series and see where we go from here now that we don't have to play the Rays anymore, which, I mean, I'm pretty thankful for that. I'm done with the trop for another year it's like in june i was like hmm i'd even take baseball at the drop right now nope nope done with it so happy to say goodbye to the rays for the season if you want to make sure you don't miss that episode then subscribe to the podcast on stitcher spotify google Podcasts, apple podcasts wherever you get podcasts make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. It's also very affirming at times. And thank you all for that. Um. And yeah, I will do my best to be back tomorrow. I don't see any problems with that, so... I will talk to you then. So until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at com, I'm e. G Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.